Listening to five rhymes on the high five Then we drive by the five guys and order five fries and five sides And they say burgers are murder but I'm a nice guy Who just might turn a blind eye to it The duel had to do it undisputed Get it muted when the music ain't influenced by the right spice I'm feeling fluent about the ruin for the right price You think I'm taking the win? Well I just might Hey, welcome back, everybody. So, what you saying? I'm Wood here with Keith. So, what you saying? Ooh, I, like, <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> what are we saying tonight, Keith? Well, first off, let's hit Snaggles. What you got? Snaggles to my boy that brushes his teeth with butter and flosses with barbed wire. I am drinking <laughs> <laughs> Maker's Mark whiskey tonight, so okay, we're, we're gonna okay. get loose with that. I, and my first sip would okay, go ahead. Goes to Gordon Haywood. Oh, toughest damn. motherfucker out there. I'm telling you, if that shit happened to me, if I put my leg on backwards, I would have took my head off and threw it into the fucking stands. <laughs> I'd have been in so much pain. You I know s- what I mean? I saw that. I saw that, and I I, I was watching it live, and uh-huh. I wanted to die. You heard it when it happened. Yeah. Oh. And did you see the bench clear out when that happened? But did you see Gordon? Yeah. Motherfuckers and combing his hair like I'm good. Yeah. Look look out yeah. for me. LeBron comes talk to him. He's like, No, it's cool, bro. Yeah, yeah. And then you Ooh. you juxtapose that up against Jeremy Lin. Popping his patella, he's crying on the sidelines. Yeah. Now, my threshold for pain is not exactly that high, so I'm wanting to talk. <laughs> but to have the two right back to each other, yeah, yeah I'm not fucking with Gordon Haywood. Uh, no. And, and okay, we got two more snaggles. Uh, we got Tito's vodka oh, today. Oh, shit, and, snaggles? And cranberry, yeah. Okay. And we got Dasani water. Ah, uh, in the heels. Yeah. We'll talk about Dasani yeah, here in a minute. Right, that's right. Wood, right off top, I got two okay. emails. And, guys, I, I don't know who you think you're emailing. We're not that cerebral. We appreciate the emails. I'm going to read it. And this person here to me is, 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 is a brave human being, all right? So let me just say that before I read it. It starts like this. Rant, because who else can I bitch to? She says, LOL. I have a feeling you guys will talk about this come Sunday. Hashtag me too, or as I say, pound sign, but we'll go with hashtag. <laughs> I was raped in 1999. Keep sipping your snaggles drink, nothing to see here. Reported to the police like I was supposed to. I wasn't afraid to report what happened to me. But guess what? My case was dismissed as a he said, she said, even though a nurse at the hospital confirmed it. I chose not to let it ruin me. I do not want people to feel bad for me. I forgive. I forgave. I'm Misty, not a victim. Now, let me just stop right there. For her to put her name in there, that's more than I would ever do. All right. So let's go with that. Uh, Maybe I don't understand this whole hashtag me too thing, but it's irritating me. I personally feel like me too is putting rape in the same category as someone getting sexual sexual harassment comment. It's not the same. I've been sexually harassed hundreds of times. It will never compare to being raped, though. Men are harassed as well. I've seen some men post Me Too, and they're getting hell for it. People are commenting and laughing, but they are being serious. It's kind of sad. My husband used to work for Budweiser. Damn, I wish I knew him back then. And women (laughs) constantly made sexual comments at him during deliveries. I would laugh at him because he is the most confident person I've ever met. He would call me and tell me what just happened and how much he hated going to the specific store to deliver because the receiver chick, haha, oh my God, no pun intended, I just got that, (laughs) made him feel so uncomfortable. He started calling me regularly as he went into the store so he could appear busy. I would tease him, of course, and fuck with him because men are supposed to be tough, right? But I knew deep down it bothered him. 
is bullshit updating your Facebook status is not going to fix it. Report it for fuck's sake. If you want to make a difference, report it. I hope to God the fucks I turned in were scared or scarred from touching another woman because now their names are on file. My case may have been dismissed, but those motherfuckers are on file somewhere. Shitty if they are still out there being creepers, but I did my part. But really though, me updating my status, me too, is justification. Is this justification of what really happened to me? Nope. God, I hate social media sometimes. Just spread some fucking love. Hashtag sorry, not sorry. Hashtag shut the fuck up. <laughs> I love strong people, man. Most yeah. girls wouldn't admit they farted. Nonetheless, be raped. You know right, what I mean? Right. Yeah. And, and she put my uh, Boston Public School reading to, to the test. There. <laughs> then we got, got one real it. quick, guys. We're just going to hit these two emails. Well, we're going to hit one more to kind of wash it up. But we got another one from a guy. His name's Chris Stone. He says, what's interesting to me about this Me Too bullshit that's going around. No one has ever said, well, sexual harassment is okay with me. They're also lumping in sexual assault with harassment. That's ridiculous. You're literally downgrading sexual assault victims' experience. Far different. Some comments versus rape. So somebody saying, hey, nice tits versus somebody actually right. you know, yeah. taking mm -hmm. a treasure from a woman. Finally, throwing up a Me Too hashtag on your Facebook isn't doing anything. Donate time, money to battered, he said bettered women's shelters, but we'll go battered women's shelters, homeless shelters. Those are great places to start. So... Those those are some heavy emails right now. What's right. your thoughts on it? Uh, my thought on it is, um, I know plenty of people that have been raped or sexually assaulted or things like that, and every one of them agrees with those two sentiments. Yeah, uh, sex, being sexually assaulted versus sexually harassed are two totally totally different things. Absolutely. Like if you walk out of a a, a mall or something, someone says, "Hey, nice tits," and you keep walking, that's not the same as getting raped. Right. You might be offended, but that's not. You're not being raped. Right. You know, it's two separate things, and we want to lump that together? No, man, that's bullshit. bullshit. It's the whole thing now. You, you blink at somebody the wrong way, you're flirting with them, you're being sexually assaulted. Right. Uh -huh. we're, we're too pussified of a society. Don't get me started on that. We're going to do that some other time. I want to throw something in there lighter and wash this off because we've got something going today. Okay. Uh, Diana says, how come you guys never drink wine? I was shocked you drank beer last week. Um, <laughs> Diana, the reason why is because I buy wine like a non-reader. <laughs> I buy it by the pictures, okay? Based on the picture, I, I buy it like a fucking six-year-old. So that's why I never drink wine, because I don't know what I'm going to get. Yeah, right. Wood, we got a mask off today. Wood, right, what's man. a mask off, Wood? All right, so guys, a mask off, like you've heard before, mask off is when we take your mask off, we get down to who you are, who you really, really are down at the core. We want to know a little bit about you, want to know what you do, try and enlighten us. Uh, give us give us something who you are. So uh, without further ado, we've got a mask off today. We've got a special guest, guys. We teased it earlier, so if you've been paying attention, you might know who it is. Anyway, uh, our mask off guest, who are you tonight? Hey, what's going on? It's Rhyme Time from uh, House of Lewis, local Ooh. MC. Local MC. Oh. I, I like how you say MC, not rapper. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. the difference right there. <laughs> All right, Rhyme Time. Mr. Rhyme Time, Mr. Time, Rhyme. Wait. Let's go. Or Scott. Let's go rhyme time. I like rhyme that. Time. I like yeah, that. Let's do that. Rhyme time. We got something we call layup questions. It's kind of get us all warmed up into the interview Great. process. Okay, so I throw some random questions at you. First one is Michael Jackson or Prince, and why? Michael Jackson. Why? The, the songs. I connect to them. I loved Prince. Uh, there's another guy in House of Lewis. He is diehard Prince. Okay. I wouldn't say I'm diehard Michael Jackson, but that's just who I heard growing up in if my house, and, you, and I'd, I'd pick Michael. Got you. Last book you read. Last book I read, oh, right now I'm reading uh, the autobiography of uh, Jim Ross, who is the like most famous commentator for the World Wrestling Federation. Oh, so Oklahoma, shit. Southern okay, yeah. boy, yeah, JR. Yeah, yeah good right. old JR. Who it's taught great. you how to ride a bike? 
Uh, taught myself first time I got on. I I was like, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I first hit time. a tree. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> was it a yeah. ten speed with, with the handbrakes? I was I was pretty young. I was probably like eight years old, and it was just uh, yeah, it was handbrakes, and um, I just didn't think to grab them. Yeah, handbrakes threw you off. I learned okay. second time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and the ever popular are there ugly babies? Oh, hell yeah. Yes, yeah, sir. There's an honest yeah. man. We're going to yeah. get along just yeah. fine. So far, we're three for three on yeah, that, by the way, in this, case you were wondering. dude right here. <laughs> All right, so rhyme time. Tell, tell us your story, man. And, and it's weird because I, I've researched you a little bit. You're a big-time Snoop fan. I've seen you open for uh, uh, People Under the Stairs. I've seen you open for Curtis Blow. You do this song about Snoop, though. Snoop's yep. birthday was Friday. Mm-hmm. Here you are on Sunday. Yep. Coincidence? You decide, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Give us your backstory, brother. So I'm just, uh, like, so I'm known around Salt Lake now for rapping, but I didn't start rapping until, like, five years ago. I'd never done anything. I moved here from California, and my wife got into the Ph.D. program at the U. Oh, damn. And yeah, and so she was busy. I was new to Utah, and I just needed a hobby, and I saw a, a YouTube video of a rap battle on U92. I was like, oh, I've always wanted to try that. I'll, tr- I'll try that. Uh-huh. So I went, and I won, and they brought me back, no and shit. I won, Damn. and I was just uh, I was just cracking jokes, and and um, and then that led to this, um, like, a monthly mic check event where they had freestyle battles at this biker bar in Murray <laughs> called Barberry Coast, and they don't do the shows there anymore, but I just go, I went there, and it was funny. It was, like, well, young hip-hop fans at the front, and then the back half of the bar was, like, old white bikers. I was just going to uh, say, they might not yeah. do the show anymore because, like you said, it's a <laughs> biker it was bar. Weird, okay. right? <laughs> I was the one that like brought those crowds together. Like okay. the bikers came up to me and they were like, where can I buy your CD? No You're shit. funny as shit. And I was like, I don't know how to make music. I just do these little battles. And so I found a producer, made music, taught myself how to rap in the booth and still do those songs from that first album. And I had rap and forte do the intro for my first album. It was just a wild, like forte. weird. Rap. What was his big hit? Rap what and was forte. a player's ball. Friday. Players. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He did so, your intro. Yeah. How'd he, you link up with him? I was doing a session with uh, Wes Thompson, who produced my whole first album, and uh, Rappin' Forte just showed up, and he needed to do something. He was doing a feature for another local MC, and okay. uh, and they were like, hey, we need to do your studio. And they said, yeah, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I knew him because I was obsessed with that. Remember that movie Dangerous Minds with yep. Michelle, Michelle Pfeiffer? Michelle Pfeiffer, yeah. yeah. I was obsessed Coolio. with that movie as a kid. So Coolio, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he's got two songs on that soundtrack. And I, oh, I mean, yeah. I that was my soundtrack as a kid, like my whole life I just played that over and over and over and over and so I knew who he was and I'm from the Bay Area so okay. he was like it's like E-40 Mac Dre rapping Forte those are like rapping gods to me you opened for E-40 too so yeah, that must have been oh full circle God. for you you must have been on cloud nine that was crazy was he cool yeah he was awesome yeah, yeah. oh he's as cool as you want him to be like no he, shit. yeah he was great yeah, yeah he was super can, laid back can I take a pause for a minute yeah and, and do a, a top five favorite rappers of all time Snoop, I love Snoop. Ooh, yeah. There's a hundred Snoop songs. Uh, I love. Are you going yeah. one to five? I'm going. Oh, I don't know about orders. Uh, and, and keep in mind. All right, so let me say, Combat okay, Jack okay. does this all the time, and it, he does it on his show, and I appreciate that. But this is done at barbecues and cookouts, of and, sure, yeah, and, and you know, boys sitting around. So everybody does this. Yeah, it's the so, great debate. Great debate. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah. and everybody's yeah. wrong, but you. Exactly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so Snoop's number one for you. Snoop. I love Snoop. Um, Biggie. 
has got to be on the list. I love Biggie. Um, there's a guy named Rashawn Ahmad from a group called Crown City Rockers from, going from deep. Oakland. I like, this. I like Love this. that. Um, Fat Lip from the Far Side. I know Far Side. Number four. We got to open for Far Side. That was a dream come oh, true, shit. too. My 10th grade English teacher uh, had Far Side playing when, one day when we came in. And I was we only listening like, to like yeah, what was on the it. radio. Like I was just like, best rapper in the world. That's Master P. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> and so he was just like, hey, you like rap, right? Like, why don't you borrow this CD? And it was Far Side. And so he educated you. That was my first did. underground hip hop. Okay. And um, so ever since then, they're just, uh, they're the best. Yeah. Probably, um, man, uh, maybe Zumbi from Zion Eye. Del- is he Delta at four or is he at three? He's at four. He's at four. That's one four. More. My yeah, fifth one, one I, I'd say, man, that's hard. Maybe uh, Delta Funky, Homo Sapien. Damn, you, really you know like what? Him. You pull up some beat tracks. So you raise hip hop? No, we, I was. Uh, it was weird. I was. I we grew up on a LDS owned campground okay. in the middle of California. So I was like cleaning cabins and uh, like a mowing a field, like a baseball diamond thing. It was, <laughs> it was bizarre. Like no closest neighbor was like five miles away. But then these church groups would come up every weekend and like use the campground. Okay. And, but we only got three radio stations up there, and one was uh, music in Spanish. One was country music and one was like hip hop like sure. R&B so my dad was country I didn't speak Spanish so I went hip hop <laughs> <laughs> so I went to hip hop and I just make these mixtapes I would just leave the tape oh, recording shit. overnight and and then just I just grew to love hip hop that way but my friends didn't listen to it my parents didn't listen to it it was just something I found on my own so and, you, and, and it became in you this is yeah, in you yeah I Be- think so. because it appears you know your history not pe- too many people are going to sit down and talk about the funky homo sapien and far side yeah no, right? no. especially cats that come up of now you know what I mean right. not, not, not this and everybody I'm talking somebody who is self-induced to hip-hop yeah you know it's what I mean? interesting i think like all the big hip-hop right now comes if you look at it like a family tree type genealogy type thing like little wayne sort of birthed everything that's happening right now and yes. obviously yeah, people birthed little wayne before him right but i was never the little wayne fan i was just over here at biggie or wu-tang clan or i was over here at Farside, and so it's hard for me to get into everything that has come down from little wayne but, but if, i try right. i still mm-hmm. listen to everything if you, if you look at our our millennials because we like to talk about that i don't know if yeah. you're a millennial or not but if Those you look at our millennials fuckers. they're into to little wayne yeah and, and all that shit that comes down before that but right but we're big into to at least for me tupac's my guy Okay, like number Tupac, one. Tupac, and I like Eminem. Keep going. Okay, mm-hmm. I'll read you my five. Yeah, yeah. So I got Tupac, number one, Eminem. I go Snoop, Biggie, and Jay-Z. Yeah. That kind of gives you a gen- like like my generation, right? That, that tells I'm seeing you Jay-Z next weekend in Vegas. Oh, Bucket man. list, like... I used to fly out for that Rock the Bells festival they did yes, every yes. year. Uh-huh. I went like seven years. I was from there, and so then I flew back once we moved here until they stopped doing it. And I've seen hundreds of acts, everyone, old and new, and and then but like Jay Z. Dr. Dre, Eminem, Missy Elliott. Oh, shit. Missy's on my list. Bumps, okay. Yeah, bump somebody. Missy. Oh, my God. <laughs> and there's just like a few that I never got to see. Yeah. And now, and so I'm just like, I'm going to have to fly to Europe to see Eminem. I'm going to fly, you know, Dr. Dre's not out on tour. Right. And so <laughs> yeah. I missed that. I was like a few years too young for that Up and Smoke tour with Exhibit, right. Dr. Dre. That's the dream. Uh, you know, I have some honorable mention. Yeah. Um, and, and Ice Cube. Yeah. That guy, man. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I spent the morning. So we were getting ready for this this podcast. And I was like, okay, what can I do to kind of get me get me feeling what's going on? Read a method. 
Do you ever listen to those guys? Red, Hell yeah. Of course. Oh, damn. Yeah. So, and Wu-Tang Clan. They're, uh-huh. they're, oh, yeah. Love me some Wu-Tang. Dr. Dre, of course, because he's, he's just a genius. Andre 3000? Anybody yeah. here? Uh-huh. I love oh, yes. Andre. Okay. He didn't make my top five, but, like, you can't deny that he's maybe the most talented. Yeah. You know? It's, Creative. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And he did some other shit. Kind of like you do. Mm-hmm. We'll get to that. Um, since we're talking about top fives, let me shut this down. Yeah. Okay, everybody. We're going to listen to um, an old guy's... Top five here, so get ready. Yeah, in you case get, you don't know, pull up uh, Google. You you, you got to remember, I, I'm I'm from the era where uh, if you didn't come from New York, you weren't a rapper. Okay, right. there was there was a time, yeah. right? Free West Coast like big boom. Before anyway, if, yep. if you didn't come, if you listen to early MC Hammer, he says there's a time when he used to put out demos and they were like, yo, he ain't from New York, don't even listen to him. I remember that time. Top five. Yeah. Okay, go. Rakim from Eric B and Rakim. Yep. Okay, Chuck D. Oh. Uh, from Public Chuck Enemy. Uh, okay. Public Enemy. Then I'm going to go this way for you. I'm going to go KRS-One. Oh, yeah. shit. Yes, sir. And I'm coming back. I'm going to hit Ice Cube. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. My number five is LL Cool J. My honorable mention is Tupac. LL Fuck you guys. Fuck you. 30 years in the game? I mean, 30 years in the You can't argue. Well, let's talk about the last 15. Well, he put out some questionable stuff, but he always had one hot track, okay? That's true. LL's going to give you one hot track, man. I forget how much LL Cool J puts out until I listen to it, and I'm like, holy shit, this guy put out a ton of tracks. LL came out of 16 and could put something out now. That would that would make it hot. I'm right. not saying gonna put out a whole album, but he's gonna sure. have one hot track. Sure, yeah, yeah. LL's got some things, man. Anybody so, who raps when they don't have to rap anymore gets my respect. Okay. Uh, the yeah. fact that he's still putting out music when and then like if Will Smith comes out and puts out a new album, I'm gonna listen to it. Yeah. And it's gonna have that one song. And that it makes might it be hot. a theme song to a movie. I don't care. Yeah, but a it's a blockbuster gonna, movie, right? <laughs> so why why is Snoop? What about you and Snoop resonate so well? Snoop, he's just uh he seems like he so uh, chill, got man. his money and he's enjoying his life. Yeah, and man, that's that's chill. what it's I just... like about it. And his early stuff, you hear where he came from right. and all the shit he went through. And now he knows who he is. He's doing songs with Katy Perry and he's got shows with Martha Stewart. And He's, he's not he Snoop Lion, I'll tell you that. And it, that it, shit, right? No, it came and went. And yeah. he's, that was like does... that Chris Gaines, Garth Brooks oh my shit, God. man. Yeah, he, <laughs> does a, he does a lot of NBA stuff, too. He'll, yeah. he'll chime in and he'll get up on there. So... Yeah, man, Snoop, Snoop's got it figured out. Man. No, Snoop smooth with his. Him and Dre were some smart cat. Ice Cube too. Ice Cube's a smart son of a bitch. People too, don't man. give Ice Cube credit. No, 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 yeah. no, no. Because no. he scares motherfuckers. I mean, Ice yeah. Cube still it's scares crazy. people. It's crazy. And then he'll do a family friendly movie. But then he'll come back with something that makes you remember who he is. Who right? the hell yeah. I am, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let, let me ask you this: Where has rap? Taking you? Where's hip hop taking you? What places have you traveled? We talked about Man. meeting 40. We talked about meeting off, uh, you, you, your uh, uh, people understand. Yeah. And Curtis Blow, a legend. Yeah. You know, where has it taken you? Man, it took me to the same TV station as Seinfeld was filmed. You know, we were we were on NBC for that's America's right. Got Talent. Oh, that's right. Like, yes, I saw you. I saw that. that. Something I never thought would happen. I was a nobody from nowhere, and uh-huh. just uh, we we sort of had a string of events that led us there. We won City Weekly's best of Utah music that got us to open for Run the Jewels and Flying Lotus at Twilight. Okay. So that was big. And then a producer found out about that and said, we want you to come audition for America's Got Talent. So they approached you on, on auditioning for America's Got yeah, Talent. Yeah, they oh, said, yeah, they were like, you guys, we're coming to Utah. We're looking for talented people. Someone gave us your name, said you did all these things. 
come audition. Mm-hmm. And so I thought it was a prank call, honestly. <laughs> I, mean, I was like, there you, this is, I don't do ventriloquism. I don't do, yeah, you know, I was at work. I was like, so I had to, you know, Facebook stalk the guy and found out he really did work for them. And, oh, nice. and so yeah. we went in and we went to did the whole audition process. And, and they said, uh, no, this is great. Like you're going to get in front of the judges. And so we performed our song shake face and flew out all shake five your face. guys. Which shake I your face. Shake your face. <laughs> shake your face. I think that I shared that just uh, today or yesterday. I can't remember. I love that song. Thank man. you so shake, much. Shake your face that's, is a fun song. That's my shit. Yeah. My shit is, yeah. uh, Bringing Saxy back. Oh, yeah. yeah. The that way that comes in. And then it echoes in the back. a sax player from L.A. to play on that. My friend Logan, Logan Hone came Yo, in. You know what? I'm going to go with you were playing it. Because you look like you were oh, yeah. yeah. on, the, on the video. Yeah. The thing I like about Saxy back, sexy back is there's no hook. Nope. No. Just, and that's what I love about classic rap. My LLs. If you listen to LL on I'm Bad, mm-hmm, yeah, there's yeah. a hook, but he does not shut up. LL just goes. It's yeah. like Nas on LL oh, nah, made yeah. you look. Oh, yeah. none of he us does. said Nas. Well, okay. Full disclosure. I need a week to prep for this he's question. In my, he's in my honorable mention that I got interrupted. So just yeah, to put yeah. that, I'll show you the notes. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> the, thing about, nah, the thing about your top five is it's going it's going to venture out. You know and what I mean? It's going to change. And it's hard. Because there's some deep cuts on mine. They aren't the top five MCs of all time uh-huh. because Rakim would be on there um, and Chuck D would be on there. And first time I heard Chuck, it sounded like my father was talking to me from upstairs. You know, just that voice. Yeah. You'd be like, yes, sir. You know what I mean? Like, what letter from the government? What are you talking about? <laughs> I always like MCs where the voice is instantly recognizable. Yes. Yeah. Like Be uh-huh. Real from Cypress Hill. Oh, the second shit. he comes on, I know it's him right, and right. I'm going to like it. Yeah. What I what I like uh, a rapper that I like the reason that I like Eminem um, another one that I really like is Busta Rhymes oh. because you could they could just go boom 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 and so like uh, bringing Saxy back and that I just that's how that's what I like in it too is just it's go 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 right go. And, and there's no stop and I'm like hell yeah this is what I like yeah and so that's like Busta Rhymes he he just goes and you're like well, what's that line at like what's that line at the end of um bringing Saxy back better than you ever be. So, oh yeah, it's um, what is it? It's um, uh, uh, hit him with a pedigree, scribble out an elegy. Understand your jealousy. I'm better than they'll yes, ever be. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. That, that one. I was like, what the fuck, yo? And I like the end that. Of like a fifty bar stretch. That's that, what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah, it's it's that fact. old school. I can't shut up. Don't. You're not gonna make me shut up. I got yeah. shit to say. You know yeah. what I mean? And the only reason I'm stopping is because. The studio said I gotta get the fuck out. Yeah. You know? <laughs> much, much like us sitting here, right, right. Not much so what you're saying, right? We, they're gonna shut us up, and we're gonna leave. Other than that, yeah. What? So, I, oh, hold on, real quick. Let me bring it back. So, you did some freestyle. Uh, you mentioned that you were on some, uh, and and I've looked, I've watched some YouTube uh, freestyle rap battles and things like that. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Uh, I was doing it at the biker bar, and I was oh. doing it at, uh, and then got into the written battles. Yeah. So, how did you? What made you feel like you could do that? Like, how, how did you? <laughs> That's a good question. Because I, I, I sit and I'm and, and I listen to that and I'm like, hell yeah, I could. I would. I would have said that, but then I try and do it and I'm like, Bleh. right. Like right. eight at like Eminem on Eight Mile yeah. the first time, he just stands just there like, oh shit. I I have no idea. How 
how did you where'd you get the onions it was yeah, like what's, what's up with that i think i was just i had watched so many battles like i loved 106 in park and i loved um i was just watching youtube battles all the time and i was just i was just immersed in it and i would try to freestyle in the car i've never been a good freestyle i'm still not a good freestyler but i can crack jokes you know it's okay. very witty you, but you're always, very witty. You're witty yeah all i have to see is like one fat guy standing across from me i'm just like okay i think i'm gonna say he's got hippo tits <laughs> all right how do i get to hippo tits all how right. do i run that in yeah all right uh confuse him like a hypnotist yeah okay, okay i got one line and then and then the beat goes and you have to that's the hard part is like but it helps the fact that you have to say something and sometimes right, yeah. it's sometimes it's awful i've i've choked and stumbled and sure. but i'm still funnier than the other guy and right. so and then and, and that works that yeah works. so uh do you have there ever been those you get up there and you're up there doing it uh, and I, you just said you choke but has there ever been that one where you just like oh shit this guy's gonna own me like i, I just know or do you always feel like in a, when You've I did the it. written battles for Mike Masters, so that's like acapella. It's like 90-second rounds, and you find out about your opponent like months ahead of time. So you're writing, and you're puts you in like a weird headspace because it's like sometimes they're your friends, right. and you're yeah, just yeah. like, well, fuck him for the next 90 days because right. I'm just going dark on this. But I battled a guy <laughs> named uh, I battled a guy named Cadillac Ron, who was like a very well-known, prestigious battle rapper, and. Um, I knew I wasn't going to win that one because he's famous. He had a following, he, you know, I'm coming in and, uh, but then uh, I was crazy. All like, I knew he was a heroin junkie and he was, is that the guy that passed away? He did. He yeah. passed away. And I, and I wrote like a line that said like, you're going to die young cause you'll never get clean. And okay. then it came true. I mean, I wasn't you didn't hang that on you though. I wasn't did you pretend I was, I just was like, no, 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 not at all. all. Right. But then you go into the, the comments for the battle and everyone was just like, fuck that fat fuck. Oh, <laughs> RIP caddy. Like fuck him. Yeah. Like, like I was you, like, like, you did I didn't put the needle yeah. in his arm. Right. Like I, <laughs> I'm sorry for him, but like, what else are you going to rap about a guy who uh, he's rapping about doing heroin. I'm going to rap about him doing heroin and what and, doing and heroin does. But yeah, man. Yeah. But I knew I wasn't going to win that one. I just was happy for the I watched experience. that one. That's the one you, it was about what? 10 minutes long, yeah, nine minutes long. Off. It doesn't give the result. Is that the one? Yeah. There's no judge decision. Yeah, they just, sometimes so they gonna... just do a promo battle. So the backstory for that is they told me 90 second round. So that's what I wrote. And then he, you just don't tell the famous guy to stop. So okay. he just goes on for five, six minutes yeah. and then it makes it look like he's really, burying you. Yeah. He fi- and then I was just like, time <laughs> fuck come on because he's feel, cheating he's cheating, cheating. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know him. that real tough right, right. Rapper okay. mentality of like hey coach like <laughs> <laughs> so i just stood there going like i'm just happy to be battling a legend and like and he was the nicest guy and like he knew yeah. anything i said to him he just laughed it off well and, that was gonna be my other question I, I, like if somebody talks shit on me like i want to fight him afterwards i got a story too. for that okay yeah. well let's hear my very very first free freestyle battles i was at the barbary coast and i was rapping against this guy i won't say his name because apparently he's still mad about it (laughs) uh, (laughs) the other day a friend of mine came up and was like hey i met somebody you know and i was like yeah he's like yeah he said the i said i knew uh, about rap and i have a friend that raps and he said what's his name and and my my old rap name used to be atheist it was an atheist and apparently he told my friend like oh i fucking hate that guy did you demolish him i demolished him and he says i took it too far i talked about his kids 
Ain't no too far. There is, is no too far. Ain't no too far. That's, I was that's, just going to ask, no is there a too far? No, you stepped up line. here, man. Let's go. The, I had a line that was like, I hope you wake up on Christmas Day to find out the feds took your kids away. Oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> that is fucked up, and but it ain't too far. Up. It's not too far. <laughs> had, um, and so I've said shit worse on this podcast. Yeah, that's what I felt. I was like, that is a C-plus line at best, but we're freestyling. I don't know. He got mad so after that. He got mad. He was he shook right after that. Face, and then the battle ended, and I didn't think about it after that, but apparently my friend Dr. Nick, who hosted everything, had to like talk him out of kicking my ass. Mm-hmm. I didn't know, but apparently there was like this big plot where he was going to like jump me after the show or something. And oh, so you and not only won, you danced on his brain. That's I how just, you know you got somebody. Uh, yeah, he, yeah, you oh, got, yeah. The second you got, like, you, you see that psyche. like fire yeah. come on in his eyes, yeah. and I was like, oh, I thought he'd rap better. Yeah, he think about that fire was on, meaning like he's going to spit back, and he didn't. He didn't really so spit he, back. He's talking about him when he played with his kids. Yeah. <laughs> They're never gonna take you. He's wrong. Why'd you every, change your name? Every Christmas Why'd you change your name? So I changed it from atheist to rhyme time for a couple reasons. The biggest reason is that when I put out one of my albums and I put it on Spotify, it showed up on this like big famous metal <laughs> bands. There's a metal band from Texas called Atheist, okay. and I'd never heard of them, but it showed up in their like profile, mm-hmm. oh, and I was just like, oh, all these metal fans are gonna think that their favorite band just dropped a new album. And I hear me rapping about Snoop Dogg. And so fuck with your shit. Yeah. And I was starting to get more and more jobs, like commercial jobs, like ghostwriting jobs and commercials and stuff like that. Doing, I've like ghostwritten for a bunch of like YouTubers and stuff. And, Good, and, but I was doing a lot of business in Provo and that name was always just like a hang up. It was memorable. People remembered atheists, especially in Utah. But they, I know there's some money I lost out on because somebody didn't, some higher up VP didn't want to work with a guy named Atheist. All right. So let's, let's talk about this. The obvious. You're a white dude yeah. from California, yeah. Utah. Mm-hmm. Is it hard proving yourself? I mean, has the hood accepted you? Because when you, I saw you at the Urban Festival. Right. Urban is code right. for black most of the time. Let's right. call it what it is. Right. There's a lot of black people out there. The sisters was grooving to you. I was grooving to you. There's some brothers over here grooving to you. Yeah. We feel you. But if you go back to San Fran, you go to the Bay Area, if you go up to Seattle and you go to the Hilltop or you go... Does the hood accept you? They're like, who's this motherfucker? All, well, anytime we step on any stage where they didn't come to see us, oh, there's always one or two songs at the beginning of the set where they're like, what the hell is happening? Mm-hmm. But then we usually win them over. Okay. They're like, okay, this is what it is. I'm having fun now. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes yeah. I'm like, well, motherfuckers, we got a half hour of this. Yeah, so, so, so like it or in. not, right? Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got more songs that you are going to hate just they, as much as those They paid for two. all this. I'm yeah. giving it to them, right? <laughs> You're looking at the DJ like, cut that next one. Uh, out. Uh, I can't do this. How's that go, though? I mean, it's, like, when the crowd's not feeling you, you get shit thrown at you, you get names. No, or we've had people flip us off, especially that E-40 crowd was ready for E-40. Right. Yeah. And it was a free show, and so people were just like, they had to get there early. It was hot. Mm-hmm. It was in the summer. So you, we saw them. They were tired and sweaty. So then they're like, the concert's starting. Everyone's like, oh, shit, E-40. And, and then out, out come four fat white guys just being like, hey, fellas, mm-hmm. you want to <laughs> rap about the stop market? <laughs> 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 So we so, see pockets in the crowd that liked us and then pockets that didn't. But mo- for the most time, they accept us because we're not trying to be anything we aren't. No, you're not. That's the biggest thing for me. And I feel I know a lot of rappers and a shit ton of white rappers that are just like, I sell drugs. I kill people. I was going to say, you're not rapping about something that happens in Ch- Detroit because you're from the Bay, Bay yeah. Area and you're from... You, now you're in Provo. Yeah. And you're not trying to rap about Detroit and how you're a gangbanger. And you not at all. He's rapping about his life experiences. Right. Yeah. And people can appreciate that more I mean, than they can appreciate 
somebody makes people know authenticity. Fun. They right. they, they yes. see it, and and, that, and that's and the it, thing again yes. to go back to me because it's all about me. That's what of course to me. That's what drew me to you. You know, mm. you, you your wittiness and you're up there. You got your you, you know you. I don't know if it was a far side T-shirt. I can't remember the T-shirt you had on. Mm. It maybe might have been Funkadelic, and you had a sports coat over it. Yeah. I mean, nothing I'd ever wear, but <laughs> that's sure. what you wear. You got the fro, and you're out there. You took your shirt off. You lay it on the ground, wrapping. <laughs> you're doing you. You right. know, and that and that. And so with that, who do people compare you to? You know, because boys. I was just gonna say because yeah, we get it every show, yeah. every show. Yeah. Without question, boys, especially when we're with the group. When I'm by myself, they're just like Jonah Hill's rapping. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, good one. But if we're together, it's definitely. Beastie Boys, yeah. So Beastie Boys with a little bit of Bismarcky. Yeah, I love and, Bismarcky and, 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 and a sprinkle of the Fat Boys. I think so. All right, because you guys about you guys are having comedy, silly. right? Yeah. It's fun. You don't yeah, give a fuck. We know what we are. Thank you. That's, <laughs> right, and that's, that's beautiful. Yeah, you know, I was just gonna say I I don't know if you ever heard of them. Um, there's a couple couple of groups that I. Uh, Shwayze, have you ever heard of him? Yeah, I know Shwayze. Okay, so, okay, yeah. so I, like the feel of some of you guys' stuff kind of reminds me of that. And then Language Arts Crew. I don't know Language Arts Crew, but that is so, a that is a name of a group of so a check them I would out, man. To. Check them out, and, and it you, your guys' style kind of reminds me of that. Um, it's just that fun. It's it's kind of like going back to like Busta and Eminem. It's just it's off the hook. It's it's free. It's flowing. It's yeah. But it's, but it's new, it's fun, uh, you know, and I just appreciate that kind of music, you know. There's a group called Ugly Duckling that I think we're we're pretty similar to. I didn't I know them before. They're I don't know where they're from. I think they're from California. Okay. They have this song called Opening Act where they just describe what it's like to be the opening act at a show where they didn't come to see you. I mean, it described it the perfect. last five years of my life no perfectly. <laughs> and I was like, Ugly Duckling, that's, yeah. They, I love those guys, and I love Beastie Boys. Like I can't deny, like I, I love, love Beastie the, Boys. Beastie. Like the Beastie they boys, came right? from punk. Half of the guys in my band have played folk music, punk music. You know, just like the musicians. Yeah, they're the musicians. Do you, yeah, do you play any instruments? I don't yourself? do anything. I just rap. I rap and I do the marketing and management of the group. But like Donnie in the group, he can sing. His, his Which dad. one's Donnie? He's the big guy with like the longer hair. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He got the beard. Do you yeah. want to shake your face? Shake, shake face. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he can sing like a motherfucker. Dude, he's awesome. Yeah, he is. He's got pipes I was, on him. I was just going to ask you uh, about the group House of Lewis, right? Yeah. So give us a little bit about, like, who's House of Lewis and, and why just you? And, and like, what? what t- talk to us about House of Lewis a little bit. So the two guys in the, the two guys that started it were uh, Chance Lewis and uh, Apt. And so these two guys, they were doing shows in Provo um, and... They had DJ Scratchmo, who's our DJ, and they were just doing shows. And then Donnie Benelli was playing in folk bands. He was singing acoustic <laughs> guitar songs yeah. for a band uh, called Bottle Ship and a, a bunch of other acts. So, uh, they Donnie joined up, and they were starting to do a little more shows. And then I saw them open uh, at a local rap show at Urban Lounge. Okay. And I was like, oh, I like these guys. I'm going to go talk to them. I, I like their music. And they said, like, oh, we're doing a show at Kilby. Do you want to form with us i was like hell yeah comes to the night and they i'm going on like third or something like that and they come up to me and they're like hey do you want a headline like you could yeah. you could headline and i was like yeah let's do it <laughs> what i didn't know the trick is that it was all their friends wanted to go home the night was getting late mm. so they were like can we go on early so we our friends can off. get the fuck out of okay. here yeah i didn't know that it was like i was new so i was like i'm the headliner yeah i'm the man <laughs> they rap the place just <laughs> clears out oh, there's six people, people left yeah <laughs> i wish there were seven there were six i counted <laughs> there was house of lewis and like one or two other people and i just rapped my 
ass off. I did the thing. I was rolling on the floor. I ran outside and danced. I just went crazy. And these guys were like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, who doesn't give a fuck? Who does not give a right. fuck? And I was, and so afterwards they were just, man, you got a chance owns a studio in Provo. And he's like, let's come and uh, work on your next album. So I did the EP with chance. I did an album. And at the end of that Topanga album, um, uh. at the end of Topanga, he was just like, you, it makes sense. Like, do you want to join house of Lewis? And I said, absolutely. And I have a gig booked for us. And we did a boy scout jamboree in Tooele. <laughs> and they were like, we need 45 minutes, but it has to be squeaky clean oh, yeah. material. Boy Scouts. Boy Scouts. Yeah, right. Well, for any and, of you out there, uh, our East coast people are overseas people. Twilla, there's like seven people out there. It's the sticks. It's nobody. It was yeah. no it's one. It's no one's country. And then, but every boy scout from Utah was there. It was a big <laughs> show. Pressure was on, right? It was, it was weird. And I didn't have 45 minutes of clean material at that point. I was, <laughs> and so I knew that these guys from Provo did. And I was like, let's do this show. And it was still to this day, one of the top five shows we've done. We had a conga line going. Kids were dancing on the stage. Like we had mosh pits. We were just like, we just went all out. We made these kids night. They had like the best time. And all their dads were just like standing behind them. Just like, what well, the fuck? Why? Future fans is what you built. That's what Future I'm hoping. Fans I, I was built. just like, remember our names. Yeah. We yeah. threw out stickers well, you, and CDs. You guys are easy and, to remember. I mean, you, you know, you got the fro, you yeah. got the jacket, you got the dude with the goatee, you yep. got the other dude, you know. You guys are easy to remember, yeah. for, for me at least. I think so. What do you hear first? Do you hear the lyrics first? Do you hear the beat first when you beat compose first. a song? You hear the Always, music first. I write to the beat. The beat shows me where things are going to go. And so Donnie and some of the other guys in the group, actually all the other guys in the group, go lyrics first. Okay. They'll write it. That's how it. I think I would go. Uh, and for me, I just hate having to do rewrites. And so I'll... I want to write it to the beat and I like getting fitting in the little cadences. If like chance throws in a little horn stab here, I'll play around it. And instead of trying to, it just seems to me like reverse construction to go the other way. Well, uh, to your point, at least when I'm listening to music, I'll always grab what grabs me first is, is usually the beat. Yeah. And then the lyrics. Oh so yeah. If I hear a beat and it's like, damn, that's hard. It's like I love beat. It. Hook Yes Lyrics Exactly And and so to go the other way Doesn't really make sense to me We gotta pause guys Cause Keith just got an ESPN update And I think all it told us was The Giants are shitty <laughs> Oh no That's it the Giants, your team? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, so since he derailed us, let's get us back on track. Anyway, Keith, to answer your question for me, this is Wood speaking. <laughs> I'm going to say, I at least I feel a beat first, and then I feel the lyrics. Mm -hmm. And if the beat, or if the lyrics match the beat, then that's a song. That's a hit to me. Do you know how many songs I've written in my head to other people's music? Mm. I, I, so I, for me, it would be the music first, and I can, I can fit lyrics in. There's some songs I just like the music, and yeah. I'm like, I would say this, I would say that. You got a 20 million hit, you know, everybody <laughs> loves it, but I would have put that word in there. Like, I hear a song, I, and, and you know what? Okay, you Weird what? Al. East Coast, Coast going to kill me. Um, hey, we want to talk about I, Weird I, I Al. This, I, I can do that song, all day. I hear a song, Yellow, by Coldplay. Yeah. I could have written that song to those to that beat. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. My lyrics would have been. Yeah, don't get me started. Anyhow, <laughs> I love I love the melody to that song. You know, if uh, if I could throw a full disclosure out there, who's that? That was uh, Brenda. 
Yeah. Keith, you always say full disclosure. Yeah, full yeah, disclosure. disclosure. <laughs> <laughs> I'll listen to stuff like uh, old like Parliament, and it'll oh, be like yeah. you know fourteen minute long oh, like yeah. funk solos, and I'm just, like just rapping yeah, yeah, all day on yeah, that. You, you can't you can't go wrong with that, man. You can't write podcasts if you're talking funk, man. Yeah, love it, love it. Like, what, what we, we just did. Oh, have you guys yeah. been to the State Room? Yeah, you guys, okay, before. so we just did a show last night at the State Room, and it's been on top of my bucket list to do a show there because they bring in the best bands, like the best. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. a they just I, I asked the guy I was like, what's the best show coming up right now? And he said it was October 25th. There's like a space funk show, and I forgot the name of the it's band. Be Wednesday space funk. That's that George space Clinton uh, mothership yeah. stuff. Yeah, and I, yeah. I I gotta go because that just seems to me like uh, that's too cool. You can't mess with George and Bootsy, what they were doing back in the early and mid-70s. Another group you can't mess with, speaking of funk, is our Ohio players. Oh, I love Ohio players. Stop, stop fucking with Because they're man. always... You know the Ohio players? Well, what's hard about them is that they're always known for their, like, one or two songs. Right. Like Rollercoaster the, and Fire. Right. And those are the ones that I know, but then you go in, as the more I get older, the more I'm, like, doing deep dives into yes, groups. And you just... Like, Parliament was that to me. It was like, oh, I know Atomic Dog. Right. Cool. It was, a, you know, I know whatever Snoop sampled. <laughs> but then yeah. you're just going in and you just find some stuff. And then then you go real deep and you find the live version of a different deep cut song you like. And you're like, no, that's the real one right, there where right. it's 20 Which minutes. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That yeah, man. And that's just to me, I just wish that I could, if I could time travel, I would always just go back to different stages for music. Honest to God. Like I wouldn't go to ancient Rome. I wouldn't go to, I wouldn't go in. I would just, I'd go, <laughs> I'd go to the up and smoke tour. <laughs> I just finally yeah. write that wrong. Well, it's just <laughs> we, we, we did miss some. We did miss a question for you on yeah. our, uh, when we were kind of introing you. Is um, what era do you wish you were born in? Then, right? Oh, I was born in '84. I'm happy to be 84. You're good. You're in your 84 group. is where you're 84 at. because I had that was the right age and I grew with the internet. And yeah. so like I right when I was really like That's getting passionate thing. about yeah. music, yeah. we had Napster okay. and we had LimeWire yeah. and Kazaa and I was just a fiend for it. I was addicted just getting all this music that I could on dial-up internet, you know, just yeah. trying to just amass this I just amassed a collection of music and I just yeah. been been obsessed with music, and if I was born and I was like talked to my father in law and like I was like, you like music, but how come you never were like deep into music? And he's like, the only way you got it was on the radio, or you would go buy a record. Yes, and unless the only people who had deep record collections were the music guys, yeah, it was just like yeah, somebody knew somebody that worked at a record station, yeah, and say promo only, yeah. My yeah. father had those albums, said promo only that he had a buddy that worked at a yeah. uh, a radio station and would bring home this shit, yeah. yeah. And so you, it had to be your thing and so if football was your thing then music wasn't your thing that's the way he was explaining yeah. it and so music was money. my thing oh, of course yeah. yeah so you rhyme time being a, a, a musician what's i i'm new to social media sure all right to the facebook to the instagram people ask us why we don't snapchat i say because we're not 14 year old girls but uh, and you know. we're not aesthetically pleasing i mean we can look like <laughs> speak idiots. for yourself they call well. it, they, you know what they call us they call us the Riggs and murtaugh of uh yeah. they call him the broke ass scott van pelt me the broke ass ll cool j all right well, whatever so what, what, what do you think about there's something going around i and i've seen a couple places they they put this beat down. They talk about the shit they do for the pussy. I'll do this for the oh, pussy. Oh yeah yeah yeah. I'll do this for the. 
What, what the fuck is that? I How about get a job for the pussy? I'm too old. Wait, wait. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think you need to anymore. <laughs> you don't. No. You got that, uh, what is it, plenty of fish and the other one? Yeah. All you got to do is wear white shoes that don't get dirty and you're fine. I got late, married huh? before all that. Good for you. And, I, and so I've been married for like almost 10 years now. Oh, shit. And so, yeah, about nine or 10 years and we've been together a little longer. Like, and um, But now I'm seeing guys in my group or I'm seeing just friends of mine mm-hmm. and uh, and they're doing it. And I, 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 it's it's a whole doing other what? world. They're doing, they're doing Tinder. They're doing plenty of fish. They're doing Bumble. They're doing it's all this stuff to me that I. Zeusk. They're doing. Yeah, that's that new one to me. I don't know it. I don't. Yeah. I've never had to do it. Uh, well, there's crazy women out there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And tell them boys be careful. They're gonna get a girl to put glass in her pussy for the fun of it. Just oh. to uh, <laughs> get them on. Oh my God. Just, 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 just to become one. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Oh my God. I cut you. You cut me. Uh, You're right. <laughs> The whole the, the whole thing like it's just nothing but blind dates. That's what seems crazy to me. Is like I keep telling my friends just like let's just like throw a party or have a board game night or go out to a game or something yeah. and like uh, let's just meet people the old fashioned way and they're just like that's not how it works anymore. Oh, and you're swiping so quickly. You're swiping through stuff and you just it you builds in your brain. It's differently. I don't know. You meet. I came from the generation you just met the people you knew. Yeah, you walk right. up to them yeah. in the supermarket and in, in, yeah. in the record store and. In the library, wherever you're at, and then you talk to young people now, and they're just like, "That's not the way it works. That that could never work." I was like, "It worked for the history of mankind until smartphones. It still works. Talk to people. It still works. It's It's been great. It's how you got here. Your dad didn't swipe right to your mom like he hit on her at a bar. Like it was like suddenly 2006 (laughs) made it. Yeah, impossible. Can't do it. Yeah, I got a BlackBerry, and now the whole world's over. There's something we got to talk about. Yeah. It's time to come out and play. <laughs> oh, the Warriors. I want to talk about that. Holy oh, shit. So you just told me you were born in 84. Warriors came out in 78, 79. Yep, yep. And then... California scene. Mm-hmm. Um, well, How'd you get hooked on the war? You got an older brother, older sister? Cal- no. California scene, so... New York, New York. It was New York. Yeah. Coney Island. Right, yeah. right, right, right. That's what I'm saying. I found it That's... from an episode of MTV Cribs. <laughs> you gotta be fucking kidding me. Who was it? Who was I can't it? find one? it. I can't find the episode. I have oh, tried. Shit. There was somebody who talked about Scarface and the Warriors. I had seen Scarface, but I had never seen the Warriors. So I watched that hooked number one favorite movie just like i fucking love the warriors yeah, hey, love it so much you wrote a song about it wrote the, yeah. uh, yes and it started on this whole thing i'm working on now like my new project is 12 songs that sample music from the movies and then tell the plot of those movies there's, there's a sample from the warriors yeah no yeah shit. so song? it's one of uh, it's one of the barry divorzen songs um i can't remember which one i'll send it to you okay yeah but i just had this um he was like 19 years old uh, he was a, a, per, a producer from Sweden mm-hmm. and he was doing like that boom bappy like mid 90s this motherfucker just, said boom bap <laughs> that's east coast shit give me that boy that's east coast that's shit east coast oh, and this kid from Sweden driven. this little yes. white kid from Sweden was working with a super talent you guys gotta check out this guy named Umang from Utah okay. U-M-A-N-G he's the the dopest spitter in Utah by far he's signed to a label now like he's doing stuff he's uh, he's just underground raw boom bap shit you'd spell never spell that again U-M-A-N-G U-M-A-N-G and this guy he works with a producer from Sweden named BBZ Darney okay. and um and so I was like, you, Mong, who is making these boom bap beats? No one's making them. Like, hey, who? And he's like, oh, that's the secret shit. Like, I had to go to Sweden <laughs> for that shit. Because like the craft work. It craft is, work, yeah. right? 
Because <laughs> in Europe, like, they fuck with it so heavy still, which that sounded unnatural saying that. I don't say fuck with it heavy. I don't know what I... <laughs> it flowed. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it's Jamaica's mark, it's all right? The, it's the Dasani water. It's, uh... <laughs> so, but he... But I'm getting beats from him now, and I'm just sending him songs from different movies, and I'm just... It's just fun. Like, I, I put out this album called Gnarly, and it was, I loved this album. Gnarly. Yeah, I, I yeah. loved it, but it was so hard to market because there aren't a lot of people who sound like me. It's not the popular sound right now. Right. I'm sending it to blogs, but every blog wants the next little peep or little pump or little, you know, yeah, it's just, they, they, want, they something want SoundCloud rappers. Yes, they and, want something that they use the... What's that auto tune shit to yeah, go? Yeah, for Boy, sure. I thought auto tune was fading out. It's back. There's a no new, shit. the new underground Somebody swell of this stuff. Shit, it's please. just, it's terrible. Cause you I got, cause you started with Little Wayne and he was doing it, and then you go to these big guys like Young Thug, Little Uzi Vert, and then now you even got down the next generation after them, and it's just, and I listen to all of it right. because I refuse to. As I get older, I refuse to be like me. You meet a lot of people like, like you. Is yeah, that, are yeah. you done? Uh, like yeah, it's I, exhausting. The last, to keep up. the last rap album I bought was probably. Um, Destiny by Ice Cube. Oh, okay. Now I've listened to shit. I love Jeezy. Yeah. I, I love fucking uh, what's what's the boy Ti. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Love him. Um, you know, there's some new cats that hit me. I, even they, Lil Wayne even had some shit. He had Fireman. He had something else. I, I was love fucking Carter killing Three. That shit. I love yeah. There's right. good stuff out there. There's good stuff, but I, I just I don't even exactly. know how to fucking buy an album no more. You know yeah. what I mean? No, seriously, <laughs> for sure. You know, I, I like tangible shit. You I'm know? with you. Through all the bullshit to get to what you want. And right. that's what I do. Luckily, like at my work, like I'm I have the ability to listen to music while I work. Okay. And so I have a Spotify playlist and it's just albums to rate in 2017 and I'm working towards like my big top 100 songs of the year and then top 10 albums and so I try to listen to like 25 plus songs a day so it's like two albums a day every day and so and it's a lot but it's it just makes you realize that like as an artist coming up, how do you break out of this? I've got literally 6,000 songs that I've listened to and another 50,000 that I could listen to that just came out this year. And I'm just like, how do you make a market this time? And then you see guys like you see guys that, you know, doing it and you're like, it's possible. Like, have you guys heard James, the Mormon, have no. you guys heard of him? No. So there's a rapper from Utah County, and his name is literally James the Mormon. Okay. And, uh, and he has got in. Oh, no, with, no, no. Yes, I have heard of him. He, he had a hit, was it last year, that just took off? It, it was on top iTunes. Yeah, and, no shit. Yeah, yes. it was called Treasure. I, yeah. I, I, I'm so, assuming it's clean. The clean It's version. clean. Yeah. yeah, he's clean. And so. But he's pretty good. I, I, it's, and it's I started out yeah. with him towards, like, the very beginning, and we used to do these, like, little one-off videos. And, right. And, um... And then he's just gotten better and better at rapping, but also he's just a marketing genius and he's, and he's got a publicist and he's going, doing big shows and he's still James the Mormon, mm-hmm. but he just did a song with Taylor Bennett, who is uh, chance, the rapper's brother. And they flew out to Chicago and hung out with them and did a music video. And just like he's do James is doing everything right. And I keep looking at it going like, I work in marketing. I should be better at this. <laughs> like, it's just like, hits me to my core. I was like, I got the make of the music. What's wrong with me? Uh, yeah. It's just like. I suck uh, at my job. I think what it is, is when it is your job, doing it for your st- your own stuff, you're tired. I like, don't want to write another email. I don't want to do an e-blast. Have I don't a broken want- car at home, you're a car mechanic at work. Exactly. That's exactly yeah. right. And so, and also, I ha- it's weird because I have a career. And so, and I'm old. So it's just like. 
I'm not going to make rap my career. Okay. I just think, like, I'm 33, and that is twice the age as you should be <laughs> to okay. break into rap right now. Some say it's, some say Nelly was old as fuck when he came in, man. The word was, I mean, Nelly was 30-something when he came in. And, uh, was, um, and guys like KRS were putting out some of their best stuff in their 30s. It uh, was, was that, just, Sneak Attack? Was sneak, that? I was just going to say yeah, Sneak boy, Attack. Yep. You know your fucking yeah, shit. Yeah, that's right? Sneak like Attack. That. that Sneak Attack album is probably KRS one best I fucking think so album, too. top to bottom. Yeah. That, yeah. Um, yeah. Wu-Tang Clan, when they finally hit, hit. They were they were up there. Yeah. yeah. They were early 20s. But you look at that like you look at every rapper coming up right now and they're young. They're they're children. These SoundCloud rappers, they're young. And it makes me interested. I'm really excited to see what they are when they hit their 30s because they'll be rapping professionally for 15 years. Right. And you're not going to always make that like Perp and Zan song for 15 years. Like I'm excited to start young and then if God willing they're still alive, then they'll make it like rapping about like how, well, what the fuck's a retirement fund? Like how do I get it? like you know like Have you oh, been this my is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because I think that that like uh, Ice Cube and Snoop and uh, those guys, they came up in a different era. So now that they're making movies, they're making even Jay Z. The dude's a brilliant businessman. Yes, he is. He's, He's got a business he, man. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. line, yeah. that's still my favorite rap line. Yeah. I'm not a businessman. I'm a business man. Yeah. I just he, like anything right. with a comma. Like that comma changes everything. Changes the whole like, yeah, huh. I was like genius. And, and and that's what these guys or those guys rather are versus these guys now. Those guys are still relevant. Even though they're not making albums, they're relevant. See, here's the thing I love about musicians all right, versus actors. I, I've always had this fallacy that I could be an actor. Mm. All right, um, I don't want to say Denzel has my spot, but Denzel has my spot. <laughs> Anyhow, what I love about musicians is you could be somebody like, say, K-Solo. Mm, wow. You could be somebody like Special K, MC Light, Queen Latifah, who has made an album in probably 15, right. 20 years. Okay. Yeah. You could go on tour right now and sell out yes. on an old school tour, yes. but you can't be fucking uh, you can't be Todd Bridges. You can't be fucking uh, oh, right. Joe from Facts of Life. And, you have to and, show and up and sell out a... as an actress. You right. can't be yeah. fucking uh, yeah. you know. Uh, you got to show you, up in a Tarantino movie. You can, yeah, yeah. There's you only one way to get be, back yeah, in. Yeah. Judge Hirsch or or, uh, or uh, can I make it on the next from Star fucking, Wars? Uh, Fast Times at Richmond High. Who's the one that was in Fast Times Richmond High and Beverly Judge Reinhold? Judge Reinhold. Yeah. You can't be him and just show up and play those parts and people yeah. want to pay to see it. Right. Musicians no. get paid over and over again. First of all, you get paid on the front side because we love your music now. Right. You get paid on the concert because it's hot. Then you get paid on the retro tour. Then I buy your fucking music. Yeah. And if you're doing it the right way now, you're not doing it with a label. Because the label, and back in the day too, labels took everything. Yeah, they, they signed yeah. 360 deals. It was pre I mean, you go back to like early blues, oh, and no these shit. people were taking all the money okay. and, and just going like, you're on the radio. And, and then it sort of became like, we're keeping all the money from the records. You've got, um, we'll give you an advance, but you have to pay it back, but we're not going to let you too. I mean, just you signed your life away. Yeah. It was just, um, what was that line? It was like that Wu Tang line. It was like, the rap rule number 4,080 records companies are shady. I mean, it's just like, (laughs) it's true. (laughs) And so nowadays with the internet, the internet changed everything. Chance the Rapper has a distribution deal. Macklemore has a distribution deal. I was just going to throw Macklemore. He's one of the hottest ones out there. Yeah. And he's got no label. 
no it's label. Just him and Ryan Same Lewis. with Chance the Rapper, and it's yeah. just you can it do just, it all yourself now, and yeah. it, and that's the way to do it because you're keeping your money, you're investing in yourself, you don't owe anybody anything. Because you're throwing your name out there on social media. Yeah, yeah. Social media is huge is for it right now. I mean, it's well, and, and even even the guy that I can't stand, and I'm going to say his name, and this will be the only time on this podcast, <laughs> Justin Bieber. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude came up from YouTube, man. No shit, I didn't know that. Ju- yeah. Usher found him on YouTube and, and signed him. him? Mm-hmm. Berserk. Oh, he was Usher. he was playing Usher. drums and singing, and yeah. he's like, "This little Canadian boy is gonna make me a billion dollars." And he did. And he, he, he did. 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 <laughs> yeah, it's so, social media. Ryan Penn, let me ask you: this. How how close have you been? Has it been that moment? Was it was it Americans Got Talent? We said, "Yo, we're about to pop off." Or has it been something else? We like, "Yo, here it is." It was. Or, so so I'm married and my wife and I we don't have kids and we're best friends and we spend all day together she has a doctorate and she, she supports me I'll continue this she, right. for you okay <laughs> <And> so, <yeah. laughs> but, but it's like the thought of getting in I'm just I never wanted to get in a van and travel from shitty bar to shitty bar and just be a, a road musician which is what it takes it's you you're gone all it's like being a pro wrestler I went to pro wrestling school and I was 18 Mm -hmm. and I finished and I was like I don't want to get in a van and leave home I'm comfortable I'm comfortable at home so I'm going to make a career and then music can be my hobby and it is and there's been a lot of people I mean literally last night we did this show at the state room opened it up for lyrics born and it was amazing and all these people were coming up to us like you guys are going to be famous you guys have it. You guys are going to be fan. That was super nice of them to say, but I just kept going. Like, I'm not willing to put in what it takes to, to be there. famous. And I think that's gotta be okay. So this is you. This, this is, is where me. you're at right here. I love life right now. Local I love it every day. That. I'm so good with that. I think that I would love to be YouTube famous. Uh-huh. So I'm going to do these movie songs and see if something goes in that direction, but it's not where I try to pay my bills. Shit. It's, it's, I it ne- will never pay me what I put into it. You know, it's just like, like everybody wants music for free now. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants uh, doesn't want to pay you to perform. Everybody, the pay back you the, they spend your show perform for free. Oh, I no, I only shit. perform for free. No and like, shit. I I uh, stuff like a urban arts fest pays us. That's all those big festivals that we do pay but when us. When you open for E forty, when you open no. for Curtis Blow, when That's you open for no. free, no. nope, free, 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 no all shit. three of those because they. See, the money's going to him. The money's going to E forty. The money's going to the bigger actor. yeah, and and they know. I think they know they hold the cards. Like yeah. they know I w- want to open for E40 yeah. so badly that I'm willing to do it for free. Okay. And what's really interesting Damn. is there's this local event now called Get It Right, W R I T E, like writing something. Mm-hmm. And there's a guy heading that up named Zach Ivy, and he's a young rapper, and he's rapping over trap snares, and you know he's doing his, his the young guy thing, but he's so smart because he's trying to. Shit, it's just like the Warriors. He's the Cyrus of the Utah rap scene right Cyrus now. Cyrus got shot. You He's know a, that, right? Well, yeah, that's a good point. He only made it through the first act, so uh, watch out, Ivy. But it's just um, he's telling everybody, like, we have to demand to get paid to do these shows. Yeah. We have to. It's, he's basically trying to create, like, a union almost. Yeah. But it's hard. There's always going to be somebody, maybe me, who wants, just wants the opportunity, right. and, and I'll do it for and do free. It. Yeah. And, yeah, the principle of the things. I should get paid because I'm working, I'm performing, I'm bringing people. And there is a nice thing where I feel like if I'm not getting paid, then I don't feel the pressure to bring my own crowd. 
Okay. I'm just like, I will show up. I'll do it for free, and I will have a great time, and I will uh, I got high with people under the stairs. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. It was the one time I'd smoked weed. Was it, uh, what, was it under the stairs? It was, uh, it was in the green room. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was cool. I opened for them. I had a good time. They did their set. Afterwards, I went home, and that I got a, a phone show. call. It was that, a great was a show. show. I got home. I literally crawled into bed. I get a phone call from my buddy, and it was like, dude, they're asking for you. You got to get down here. Get down here right now. People in the stairs want to talk to you. And I was like, my stomach dropped. I thought I was in trouble. I thought I did something to piss them off. Now I'm about to hit. Yeah, I was uh, just like somebody's fucking car keys by yeah, mistake. Uh, yeah, and so I get back in the I get back in the car. I drive back to the the venue and I um and they just like there he is. You You're funny as shit. Like come smoke with us. And I was like. I don't really do that, but uh, one panic attack coming up. And, Free you, uh, I will. Okay. That's how Monica, right? Free you, I will. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Give me some of that. I want to be Snoop Dogg. Give me a couple of lines of that shit. Man. Oh, so the whole concept of the song is like me and my nerdy friend Donnie want to throw a party for Snoop Dogg to come. Okay. And, and so we're making this song as like an invitation. So it's like, dear Snoop Dogg, nobody parties harder. So we got together and we're throwing a party in your honor. It's going to be big. Gonna get down, gonna be huge. We got the gin and juice, but we still need Snoop. S N double O P D O double G at gmail.com. I hope that's not wrong. We're sending you the song as an invitation. No, we're gonna get crazy the second my mom and dad are gone. Holy Toledo, bet our party sounds so neato. But you're probably wondering what type of food there is to eat, though. Well, me and my amigos found a new type of Doritos that combine the taste and flavor of hot Cheetos with a bean burrito. We call them hot bean burchitos. We'll eat them while we're watching any movie starring Al Pacino. I got a all grab the DVD up off the wall and then we'll do impressions of them. Hooah! <laughs> yeah. Now, now, you know, because all right, so we, you know, you got all your shit on. <laughs> you got your shit on YouTube. How come that's not on YouTube? That's got to get back to. Oh, so we got to awesome. make a video, and I'm talking. I got a guy. I do a podcast with him, and he directed a few of the other videos. We were working on a party What's with Snoop video. So we got a podcast now called Learning the Ropes, a pro wrestling podcast. Podcast okay. and I grew up lifelong wrestling fan. Watched it my whole life. My friend Brian directed the punchlines and clotheslines video, and he had never seen wrestling. What? He never. He just his parents banned it in the house. Oh and they were boy. strict, and they just, oh just didn't boy. let it happen. So we're doing this. Uh, I did a song all about pro wrestling called Punchlines and Clotheslines. Yep. Did a video backyard wrestling. Went to the local. With the mattress, and that little kid. Yep. Yeah. 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 Yep. <laughs> and then uh, you, that sounds horrible. That's. <laughs> <laughs> It's And then Utah Championship Wrestling is like a local indie fed, and they let us in the ring, had access to everything. They're wrestlers. I'm in there wrestling with those guys. And then this like nerdcore legend named Megaran. He's like the god of nerd nerd eating, like I don't know, nerd rap. Okay. And he um I knew him from the MySpace days, and he loved. Yeah. It was crazy. Like I uh, was became MySpace friends with a lot of rappers, and this guy was a nobody from uh, Philadelphia. And he's like, "If anybody wants my CD, let me know, and I'll mail it to you for free." So I said, "Yeah, I'll take a free CD," and I got it. And this was 2006, and I 
kept it and I still had it. And I loved, there was one song on at the end that samples journeys. Don't stop believing. And it's, yeah, and I still yeah. love that That's song. Great, great song. So fast forward, I'm now finished in San Francisco, finished with film school. I'm married. I'm an adult. I, I, life is completely different for me. And I get, um, I get asked to open a nerdy hip hop show for someone named mega ran. And I was like, well, okay, I'll look him up. And I find out that mega ran used to rap as the name random. And I was like, that can't be the same random that I got a CD from and off MySpace. There's nobody, this basement rapper. And it was him. And so I dig through my boxes and I find his CD and I bring it to him. Shocked his ass. He's like, I don't have this. How the (laughs) fuck do you have this album? I haven't seen this album since 2006. Like, how is this possible? I was like, I don't know. You put it on MySpace. You sent it to me. And we've been friends ever since. And he like, he, I was like, you love wrestling. Like I love wrestling wrestling let's do a song about wrestling and now he's blowing up he like knows wrestlers and he's showing up on wwe programming and he's going to the after parties with wrestlers and i was just like he's one of those guys like and i always say this like you can make a career out of anything if you work hard enough at it and yeah, he if you're willing to sacrifice and hit the road 300 days a year and grind it out if you stick with it you'll do it. if you want to be a stand-up comedian if you want to be an actor if you're willing to sacrifice it all and just work towards that one goal you'll do it you may not be tom cruise but right. you can work a living but just by networking and and mega random my hat's off to him like he's doing it he's doing it a hundred percent that is his only job now and he's just i just see especially Especially the last couple years, it's just getting bigger and bigger for him. And I just I'm like that's the type of guy you watch. Best shit talking wrestler. For my money, mm. I go between Stone Cold and the fucking rock. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Those legendary promos for both of them. They both talk so much shit. Who you got? Who you got? The Ryan? manager and commentator Bobby the Brain Heenan yeah. from the 80s. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that he guy. He managed a couple of guys. He managed uh, Andre the Giant. He managed, he had like the Heenan family. There was a tag team. Shit, who else was in that? Hacksaw Jim Duggan maybe for a little while. Oh, yeah, he was yeah, just. Yeah, oh. what the fuck? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Who, who's the best all time? Wood? For me, I like, uh, just for me anyway, I like the Ultimate Warrior. All Ultimate energy. War- yeah. You know, he changed his name to the Ultimate Warrior right before he died. <laughs> yeah. You, you yeah. would know that, Yo, right? Yeah. 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 yeah, that yeah. was for, crazy. I think his family changed his name. Yeah. Me, that's it. I loved watching him, man. We did was a he, whole... He wasn't a shit talker, though, was he? No, 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 not a shit talker, but just... I he just was bizarre. Yeah. He was abstract. Like, he was just like... Something was wrong with his brain. And okay, it, and it was. Yeah. Especially yeah. you follow that's, him after yeah. wrestling. That's do, you remember Jimmy yeah. Superfly name. Snooker? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, that's, that's yeah. when he I He murdered right. somebody. <laughs> did he get accused? <laughs> he got accused. Everybody knows he did it. And then finally, when they got it brought to trial like a couple years ago, he was too mentally unstable to stand trial. But so the rumor goes that Vince McMahon, so the cops came backstage at a wrestling show to come arrest him. And Vince McMahon told him (laughs) to pretend he didn't speak English. And Vince McMahon, I don't know if he paid off the cops. I don't know if he, he somehow talked them out of arresting Jimmy Superfly and they left him alone on a murder beef. That's some serious money. I don't know. I was going to say money. That's crazy. So he told get out. Go ahead. Favorite wrestler then. The Rock. Okay. Mm. The, the, the Rock. That's, he, God, yeah, he's that's a, my he's motherfucker right there. Man, he's a brilliant man, too. And I love that guy. Now, I just like the way he talks shit. 
Oh, he's I thought awesome. I smelled cheap cologne and monkey piss. <laughs> I mean, just shit like that. You know, you can't go wrong with that. Rhyme time. Who's your favorite? Right now, there's a guy coming up that everybody should check out. His name is Keith Lee. He's like a he's like a 320 pound black guy from Houston, Texas, and he is timeout. How yeah. tall is he? He's probably like six foot. There was a guy named Keith Lee that played for Memphis. Back that, in the fucking eighties, he was oh, six ten. Yeah, he was oh, six ten. Okay. That's a trip. He's Woodrow, six three, three thirty is what I have. That's for a big boy. That's a. And this him. guy can Damn. do. He can run at the ropes, do a front flip over the ropes. I've never seen a goddamn so thing like it. He's well. man. He'll be on his back and spring up to his feet. I mean, he just goes fast. Like Keith Lee is amazing. As far as like the Rock era and like you know pre that's, guys, that's when I pe- guys people have heard of. Uh, I loved Mick Foley, Mankind. Oh, like, and see that that ties into the Rock because Rock yep. would always go Mankind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you bring your sorry ass out here. <laughs> Turn that song bitch. Sideways, I I gotta say, mine still. So okay, I got uh, uh, the Ultimate Warrior. I love. Yeah. And uh, Macho Man Randy Savage. Macho Man. Oh yeah. You like dead guys, man. Well, you know what? There. That was the era. Yeah. That's, I mean, there was nobody Jess. under. Was <laughs> that's what I watched, though, man. I you know I kind of quit watching once I got a little older. I got a I got a bunch of kids. In case you're wondering, I got a bunch of kids. Yeah. A gaggle. Of a kids. gaggle of kids. <laughs> yeah. You, need, you, don't, you don't have a kid. If you need to borrow kids, oh. he was like, he got like seven you can borrow, and he'll take him trick or treating. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, clean a house out, trick or treating those motherfuckers. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> my crew shows up. They're like, okay, my turn. Lights go out. Lights go out. So we, that's so my era, though. Our know? podcast, I had told Brian, let's start with one wrestler, and I'll give you his six best matches and cl- some clips, some interviews and stuff, promos, and we'll cover that wrestler top to bottom. Then you're going to pick one of the opponents for those six matches about who interested you most. The second episode will be about that. Okay. The only wrestler he knew was Macho Man, so that's our first episode. Then I showed him that match with Ultimate Warrior from WrestleMania, and he picked Ultimate Warrior, so that's our second episode. Okay. And now we're 30 episodes deep and we've been everywhere from Japan to the Indies to Mexico. You got Andre the Giant. He hasn't picked him yet. What? He could have not picked him. He's like, show Prince's ride, goddammit. It's because he's limited to those six, those six okay, opponents. Okay, so has got to connect the other. And sometimes like I'm just Bacon, like, please, it, that's Bacon. exactly it. Okay. And sometimes I'm like, please pick this guy. But yeah, I don't I don't influence him. He'll go somewhere else. So I, I can't remember if we asked you before or not. What's your, what's your podcast? It's called Learning the Ropes, a pro wrestling podcast. Okay, so and you just talk uh, pure wrestling. Pure wrestling. We don't talk anything really about new wrestling because um, everybody's. When you stop? What's your area you stop at? Well, we'll talk about it new if we if we get there. You know, and so it, we've talked about current day wrestlers because that's just right. the chain that's that's formed. But yeah. I feel like every wrestling podcast is about what happened on SmackDown last week, okay. and that's boring. You know what you felt about SmackDown, yeah. but I'm just like, let's go talk about your favorite wrestler. So somebody's gonna tune in and love Macho Man, and then I'm just gonna bring up like weird, funny stories about Macho Man no one's ever heard of, and the research is deep on this. I try to at least. I'll spend 20 hours a week getting ready for this show. It's crazy. Check it out. We'll it's check it out. Check learning it out, the ropes. Yeah, we're on Hot iTunes, people. Google Play, uh, Podbean. So we're we're everywhere. But everywhere you can get it, you are same it, as us. I'm yep. gonna hit you with a couple of quick questions. Yeah. Your favorite gang on Warriors. Oh, the Warriors. The Warriors? Yeah. I like the baseball guys. Oh, uh, baseball furies. <laughs> they never fucking talk. They, they get asking. <laughs> nobody goes, oh, oh, nothing, all right? Uh, the, the, the 
story behind your name of the group, House of Lewis. So I, it you was see me shuddering all over the fucking place. <laughs> God, what's wrong? You're excited. I'm drunk. You're pumped. You're yeah, amped. Yeah, 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 he's it's, all excited. Uh, somebody famous and he's nervous. <laughs> it started started with Chance Lewis, and it was at his house where his studio is, and mm-hmm. then and then as more came, it just became House of Lewis, and so it just was like a real natural no, progression. Jerry didn't. No, I, no, just, I honestly thought I had because in one of your raps, you guys talk about um somebody famous, Jerry. I doubt it. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, you know, yeah, 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 I know exactly. Right. What you're, and then no, but it just came up. Uh, yeah, it was just uh, Chance Lewis. Okay. He started it, and uh, and then I sort of came on as the manager. I started booking us all the stuff, and sort of made him go a little faster. And it's been great. I am. Um, is Reba McIntyre still she. shocked she's gonna die? <laughs> is she still shocked she's gonna die? And do you guys wish you'd picked a different song for that? Yes, absolutely. So what was happening? So we did our first round on America's Got Talent, and we did Shake Face. Mm-hmm. The crowd went fucking insane. That's the a, crowd was going song. insane. It's, yeah. it's a fun song. That we got Third yeses. Third base style. Third it, base. Oh, it's, it's pop goes the weasel for 2017. It is uh, <laughs> uh, gas face. Is what yeah, I mean. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Fair. So we, so the crowd was going nuts. The judges loved it. We moved on to the second round. We do the second round. They didn't show the first round. Okay. They only showed part of the second round that we didn't do as well. And what they wanted us to do, I hope legally I can talk about this, but they were giving us advice to do some to do some covers. Okay. They want us to cover. I've heard that before. I I don't think it's news, but I've heard that that they they give you a specific some songs to do and then say, okay, pick from this. Yeah, and they were pitching us stuff and they were I mean the first fucking thing they did, you should cover Ice Ice Baby. And I was like, Oh here's a self addressed stamped envelope. Go fuck yourself. (laughs) Like um, (laughs) And so I was like, Absolutely not. And they were like, Well what about MC Hammer? I was like, No, we're not Same error. So I said I said, Okay if we're going to do a cover, which we don't want to do, because we've literally never done a cover, I want to do a medley of A Tribe Called Quest, yes. Most Deaf and Talib Kweli, yes. and then Black Sheep. I was like, so we got our DJ to mix the yeah. songs together. We were like, we That's practiced beautiful. it. We Yo, sent him a video. We should. We should. we should do like a medley cover now. And they out. said they couldn't get the rights. And I was like, so they tried. They touch that shit because it's, it's, it's a lot better than that other bullshit. They tried. Our producer was so cool. I love her to death. She tried. They couldn't get the rights. And so we said, well, we're going to do one of our originals. And they said, cool, we want you to do We're All Gonna Die. And I said, awesome. That's one of the five songs we sent them. In retrospect, it was the wrong choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a lot of downer because uh, it wasn't went to the hook. Yeah. Motherfuckers like, what the Why fuck? Why are you talking this? about this? Right. But that's what the funniest part of that song is for me. It was just like, we're having fun. I just rapped about Snoop Dogg. I just rapped about Ninja Turtles. Now just a quick reminder that we're all going to die someday. <laughs> but in a fun way, it's, it's cool. <laughs> it's Live life while today. you got could it. Be, what is it? We could be today. Could it be. could be today. Or was it uh, so like, we're all going to die and that's all right we're all gonna die and that's all right it could be in 50 years it could be tonight but we're all gonna die and that's all right and then they just do the like scratch like and then cut to people in the crowd like jesus christ why would they do that and then reba mcintyre was the guest judge so it was howie mandel who doesn't doesn't touch people uh and did not feel us either (laughs) he did did not like us and then heidi klum who was awesome Mm -hmm. this is one of the best 
moments of my life. We walk out for our second round before the cameras are on. She sees us, and Heidi Klum just starts going, shake your face, shake a oh, shake your face. And I was yeah. like, where's the camera phone, right? I was, yeah, I was just like, oh, my God. And so. She's a beautiful human she, being at 50, whatever. Seeing her in person, Woo! better than I've ever seen her on a TV magazine yeah. or anything. We, I was wow. like a little speechless for a second. I was like, yeah, that's, that's Heidi Klum. Mm, yeah. That was crazy. Seeing your shit. That was insane. Yeah, that she was singing Shake Face. Yeah. I'll have that forever. Yeah. If they didn't air it, but I'll have that. And then uh, Reba McIntyre was Who the guest like host. Who looks like Dana Carvey. She looks like Dana Carvey. You know she does. There you go. Yeah. There it is. Party on, Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and she was nice to us, but then, yeah. And then it was Simon Cowell and Mel B from the Spice Girls. So those were all the judges. Mel B, you know what? Yeah. She, she was had, cool. Who was that first Spice Girl video? I tell you what I want, what I really yeah, want. Yeah, yeah. There's this one, I swear to gosh, she doesn't have underwear on. I'm gonna get in trouble for this. <laughs> She's shaking her ass on the stairs, and the way it jiggles, I remember watching that going, God damn. Yeah. <laughs> Charlie Murphy. You know what I mean? <laughs> Charlie Murphy. <laughs> So Mel B was super cool to honestly all of them were cool to us except for Howie. Howie did not like us. He, he called like us. People. He hates the I, he it's like he had never heard of white rappers before and he couldn't get past that we were white rappers. This is the same motherfucker that used to put a latex glove on his head and blow it up with his nose. Fuck yeah. that. It was you know crazy. What? Do what and you Mel do. B was telling him he didn't know what he was talking about. Right, and, he and wants he wants white guys to sing some medley about love and yeah, my he's dog just, and uh, it was a weird shit. show yeah. to be on, honestly. Like, we started looking around backstage, and we were just like, what? there's a girl dangling from the ceiling doing bow and arrows with her feet. And I was just like, we are not staying on this show long. Yeah. I don't know how we... Yeah. I mean, 50,000 people auditioned. Damn. We made it to the top 80. That's... A, that's pretty that's cool. It's you know what, crazy. Man? Come on now. And making it to the top 80 only results in like 90 seconds on TV where Reba McIntyre is like, that's the most depressing song I've ever heard. <laughs> But it's just like to know like top 80, but then we didn't know where to go past there. We came back to Utah. We weren't on tour. We didn't get signed. I still went to work on Monday. Right. And so it was just kind of a weird like we'll always have it. It doesn't break my heart, but it, it, does, it it's never not goes the, away. And let me tell you something, man. From my standpoint, keep doing what you're doing. I've seen you yeah. three times. Yeah. I've, I've loved your style every Thank time. You. Guys, I'm going to tell you something. Local people, check them out. House of Lewis. Hey, House of do you, Lewis. Do you go solo as well and do your yeah. thing? Or are you always So House we're of more Lewis? of a collective than a group. We all do solo albums. So you guys are Wu-Tang Clan. We're Wu-Tang Clan. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I like to think of myself as the method man of the group. Ah. <laughs> I came to bring the pain to me. <laughs> so, yeah. So I rap under Rhyme Time. If you go on Spotify or iTunes and you type in Rhyme Time, the album is called Gnarly. And uh, it's just about that's just a reference to like eighties, nineties pop culture, and okay. I rap a lot about that stuff. And that's just what I grew up on. Nickelodeon was my shit. That was Stussy, Bugle Boy. Would you say? Oh uh, yeah, Never Picking Jinko. Yeah, yeah, Bugle yeah. Boy, Stussy, Never Picking Jinko. Say goodbye to bankroll. Eighties baby faithful. So who needed a celly? Go and hit me on my payphone. Like, uh, <laughs> yo, rhyme time wood. What's Is up? that what you saying? That's what I'm saying, guys. Hey. Uh, like always, guys, I hope you appreciate this uh, this episode. 
Um, you can always hit us up at so what you saying at gmail.com. Rhyme time, where can they find you at? So fi- you can find me at rhymetimerapper.bandcamp.com. You can find me on Spotify, <laughs> iTunes. You can find us He's at the. Camp, I'm sorry. We, yeah, we're on Bandcamp. <laughs> we got it. Yeah. one time at Bandcamp. <laughs> this one time at Bandcamp, I got ten dollars for a CD once. It was awesome. Uh, and then the House of Lewis, L E W I S, the House of Lewis.com. Yeah, you can find all. All of our stuff, music next videos. Winter's coming, man. It slows down over winter, right. so I don't. I don't know. We did the stateroom last night, and um, the festival season for the summer is almost over. But if you check back to thehouseoflewis.com, next thing. Or, or social media We're all over the place You'll find our next show We don't have anything Booked right now actually From us to you Yeah Let us know Of course And our 14 listeners Of course When you have another show We'll put it on our thing Absolutely we'll, we'll pump you up Because I, I like what you're doing Absolutely Alright guys Check them out They're beautiful It's great music We've shared a little bit of it And I know some of you Have given some love So give, continue to give it some love Check us out We're on iTunes uh, We're on SoundCloud Twitter Facebook Instagram Wherever you can find us Also check out House of Lewis Check out Ryan Time It's beautiful stuff guys Cool um, Go ahead One last thing before I I wanted to say back to the emails At the beginning of the show Was it Misty who Misty. wrote in? What a beautiful yeah. person Man Just the fact that she reported What happened to her The amount of guts that that takes Is fucking awesome yeah. That was awesome I didn't weigh in during the emails But like that, If you're still listening to the end of this episode I thought that was awesome Like no matter what you feel about the hashtag Or what you feel about anything Like I don't care that that was the balls to do. That was so cool because yeah. not enough people do it. And she was absolutely right. Go report that she shit. Brave, she yeah. brave yeah. That shit. was that was fucking awesome. That's yeah. a superhero right there. Yeah. yeah. Well, Scott, rhyme time. Say hi to Debbie for me. What's up, Debbie? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right, Missy, you're beautiful. And on that note. Keith, rhyme time, always a pleasure. We out. Me, that's all fumble. All bad. I need a sweet little mommy, but you all dead. In my squad, that's a team, yeah, we all rad. Man, damn. I guess gnarly what you call that. Ha. Mood on fleek. Can't hear the haters, nah, you don't speak. Yeah, I know that I keep a few on me, but if you ain't making moves, then who gon' peek? Tryna hang 10 on my wavy tip. Drinks too good, don't babysit. Got a G on me if you craving it. And that white girl too, no racist is. this beat is gnarly. Need to play this at the party. Madness beat is gnarly. Oh, wait, I just said that. Madness beat is gnarly. Need to play this at the party. Madness beat is gnarly. Oh, wait, I just said that. No, I gotta be real with you guys right now. That track turned out a lot better than I thought it was going to. I mean, it's totally tubular. Like, it's flicking 